You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mella Borowski, and thanks for joining me today on Bell Book and Candle. I've got a special guest with me on this episode, and her name is Kai Cole, and she's co-founder of the Our Daily Magic website and also host of a podcast of the same name. She's a tarot reader and a designer, and I have to say that I am very much called to that badass baby unicorn deck. (laughs) But before we go any further, I'm sure you can do a better job of introducing yourself than I can. So what should we know about you, Kai? Oh, wow. Thank you so much for asking. And it's such a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity just to say hello and, and be my magical self. So, uh, as you know, my name is Kai, and I just got married um, a few months ago. So that last name is in transition as well, which is really cool. I've been following intuitive nudges for most of my life. Just Mm. going from one thing to the other, not knowing what's next or what it's going to look like. And it's brought me into some really fascinating experiences and literally led me to the adventure of a lifetime. Mm, That sounds interesting and intriguing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are some of your passions? The person that I am is I love to just ask the universe some really amazing questions and then I get to live the answer. So one of the questions that I asked myself was like literally how magical can my life get? And let me tell you, that's led to some really awesome things. (laughs) So I ask that question more often than not. Um, And, uh, you know, some of those amazing things that I've got to discover that I was actually passionate about was um, I was a professional bodybuilder for three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've lived on a healing herb farm for nine months. That was a lot of fun. I've studied in three countries other than the United States. That was really amazing. So traveling, wellness, magic, those are are my passions. That statement really sounds like manifestation magic. Do you consider it that? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it really has me think lately, how is that different than just being a human being? Like human beings are magical. Human beings are designed to manifest. Yes. Kind of like what we do. I agree. People don't even know they're doing it. And I think a lot of times they're manifesting crap into their lives because they are putting out, oh, my life sucks. Well, yeah, if you think your life sucks, it's going to (laughs) suck. Right. Right. So having that focused intention on a daily basis and even from moment to moment just helps things be in the spotlight, you know, so that you can actually see what you're manifesting, so that you can intentionally understand that you are. There's just so much magic in that alone. So I want to ask you about the word magic. I tend to spell it with a K at the end, Mm -hmm. but in my classes I teach 
people that they can spell it with a K, they can spell it with a C at the end, or even just a K at the end, like a CK or a K. But I'm always curious as to how people decide which word they want to use. So I saw in your podcast and the title of your website that you use magic that ends with a C. Why did you choose to use that term? <laughs> this is such a great question. And you may laugh at the answer. And that is <laughs> all good. We spell it with a C because I am the K in the magic. <laughs> so great. <Okay. laughs> the K in magic. Uh, so for instance. I love it. <laughs> My Instagram handle is I am Magikai, and magic is spelled with a K because Kai comes right after magic. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so, Kai, how do you define magic? What is magic to you? Magic to me is an acronym. And mm. in this case, magic is miracles and grace in co creation. Ooh, I like that. So to watch, you know, these miracles manifest with grace, no effort, and just to watch them work together in the world, to me, is magic. Yes, that's beautiful. I have found that the more that I follow my own spiritual path, that having that freedom to make my own path, I found that I've had more emotional and even better mental health. So do you see any connection between your spiritual life, your magic, and even your emotional well-being? 100%. And that leads me to a story. (laughs) Okay, please tell us. (laughs) Sure. So I chose to leave corporate America about six years ago. And uh, at that point in my life, I was, you know, at the peak of my bodybuilding career, uh, which in actuality was a hobby. And also I was at the peak of my career, like my adulting, quote unquote, (laughs) where (laughs) I was a a publicist uh, for a boutique company in New York City. Mm -hmm. So I was going to the gym early in the morning. I get up at four, get to the gym at 5.30, work out, go to work, come home at 11 o'clock at night, go to sleep for a few hours and then do it again. And I was like Mm. so burnt. but so in my passion. I was like, I don't get it. Why are the things that I love totally burning me out? What I realized is that I had been forgetting about the magic that I am. I had been forgetting about my core essence and just handing over all of the miracles, all of the grace and just amazing things that I've experienced in my life, I just handed it over in service to something that I thought was greater than I was. But what I didn't realize is that I put the magic into those things by being there and being present and being in my passion. That really had me look at my life from the inside out, like actually going into my consciousness and my heart and asking myself, what do I want to do with my time here in in this plane? How do I want to experience this lifetime? And that started to have me make some different choices. So like about a year after I had that discovery by, (laughs) by a series of magical (laughs) interactions and engagements, I found myself at 
a place called the Healing Farm where I became the partner and I got to heal my own self, my own body, my own spirit, and my own relationship with the divine and begin to start to be myself in the world. I like to say that I started to live life instead of trying to do life. And that's where magic really showed up for me. And that's the place where I get to show up for it too. Oh, I love that. So in your everyday life, um, besides you know, making big decisions and uh, manifesting different things in your life, what are some just basic everyday things that you do to incorporate magic? Mm, that's such a good question. Meditation is absolutely one of them. And when I say meditate, I mean uh, just sitting in silence and being with myself. If I can, I take the whole day to be in silence and just work in silence and listen to the sounds of the universe within me. That's how I discovered and started to cultivate my relationship with magic is that I realized that it was all, always and already there. I had just covered it up with a whole bunch of noise. Mm. So silence helps me to reveal the magic that's already in my life. I just get to listen to it and let it guide me as opposed to me trying to effort to create it. Silence is so important to me as well. I love just sitting in silence and listening to the universe and to the magic around me. Yeah. So you incorporate meditation into your spiritual life. I have a lot of clients and even just people I may meet on the street who somehow we get to talking and they always tell me, I can't meditate because I can't shut my mind off. I can't shut my brain off. So what would you tell someone who says, I can't do it? I can't shut my mind off. <laughs> I would say, why do you think you have to? <laughs> mm, yes. Yes. <laughs> the mind does what the mind does. You know, the mind does this chattery thing. And, uh, you know, what if you let the mind be itself? And just left it alone and it's like oh okay that's my mind doing the thing that it does and then you get to do the thing that you do it allows you know this just space you know of being able to just be without having to control the internal or external circumstances and maybe the mind will decide that it wants to be quiet when it wants to be that's right <laughs> I always tell people that our minds are full of monkeys and you know the monkeys are gonna do monkey things and there's not a whole lot you can do about it except maybe hand them a banana every now and then such as counting your breaths or doing things like that but I think a lot of people just have this judgment about what meditation looks like and meditation can look like so many different things it could be walking in nature or doing artwork or something like that it doesn't have to be you know sitting and and being completely utterly silent even though that's how I do it and it sounds like you appreciate that as well but it doesn't have to look the same to everybody yeah Medi meditating can be so many things I love the examples that you gave and most recently I found meditation as listening and mm -hmm. I found meditation as getting lost in someone's eyes oh I love that so we can be in the world and meditate and also meditate on our own I feel like meditation comes for me a lot of times when I'm with my animals 
just spending time with them, watching the chickens, watching the goats, having my chihuahua on my lap and just petting her. <laughs> I love my animals. <laughs> they are a, they're an important part of my magic and uh, being a, a green witch, you know, I'm all about the plants and I'm all about the animals. That's just something I love. It's really been a crazy year. <laughs> I'm an empath and it's re- it's been really heavy on myself and other empaths. And I don't know if you're an empath or not, but what have you been doing through the pandemic to stay sane and healthy? Mm-hmm. That's a great question too. The word empath has had so many different connotations, denotations uh, added onto it where for me, I got to accept that I just feel things. I feel things and I feel people and I feel some kind of way, you know, here and there. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, that's all part of, you know, part of my being. So I've incorporated new ways that I can really accept these different parts of my being, these special parts of my being. And being an empath for me means sometimes being alone. Being an empath for me means sometimes giving some extra hugs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it means journaling so that I can be vigilant about the places where this this is one of the challenges that I've faced myself is that when I feel something, especially struggle, I feel I would typically feel the need to fix it. Mm, a lot of people have that problem. <laughs> yeah. So practicing just being with it and not having to do anything about it has been something that has definitely saved my sanity in many occasions. Being okay with things not being okay. Yes, that is such great advice. Is any type of ritual important to you? Do you engage in any sort of ritual regularly? Yes, and this may sound like cliche, but it's absolutely true in my life, and that is that my life is a ritual. The things that I do, the way that I sit, the way I hold my head and my shoulders, when I eat, giving thanks and savoring each bite, being in the presence of the person and listening to the divine through them, these are all rituals for me. And I just savor the opportunity to apply them every time that I have the conscious opportunity to, which is, you know, whenever I bring awareness to it. And uh, I like to bring as many rituals into my life as I can because life is such a sacred experience. Kai, I love your outlook on life and I love how much you see and bring magic around you. That's just really amazing. I wish more people could experience life like that because even in the hardest of circumstances, if you are seeing the world through the eyes of magic, you know, you have that resilience and you can uh, you can conquer really anything because the no matter what you do, you're never going to take away all the pain, all the suffering, all the bad stuff in the world. And so we have to build up our own resilience. And it sounds like you have a, a really beautiful way of doing that. 
100%. Thanks so much for the acknowledgement. What happened is that I had a I had a switch in my life. Like there was a light switch that turned on, and that light switch turned on when I started listening to the my own advice that I was giving in tarot readings. <laughs> or I said, "Oh, I need to slow down." taking a look at those reflections you know and those simple simple messages that I was like yeah I say that all the time you know just slow down and get real present but really slowing down and getting real present like there's even a difference in the words and the way that they're spoken and the way that they're received presence makes such a difference so getting present to my own words had me realize that there were a lot of things out there that I could learn and so mm-hmm. I, I became open to learning those things learning about my relationship to magic through deep presence so we're approaching Valentine's Day in February and people get really really excited about all sorts of love magic so do you have any advice for someone who wants to pull out let's say the spell book and find love (laughs) yeah again another phrase that may sound like a hallmark card and (laughs) it's also how i live my life is once once i was able to really understand that i can love others to the ability that i can love myself had me really take on some self-love practices. So Valentine's Day is, yes, it's for my husband. You know, yes, it's for the people that I care about. And it's for me. What am I doing for myself? Can I take a nice rose petal bath with Himalayan salt and put my favorite witchy oils and crystals in the bathtub with me there and also have my love overflow into those who are around me? that's what that's what I'm asking myself these days Mm -hmm. and Valentine's Day has now gotten way more exciting for me knowing (laughs) there's this other element in there called myself yes I always tell people and, and they don't understand it I have to explain it but I always tell people that learning to love myself actually saved my marriage I'll be married 25 years this year congrats and it's been, it, we've had some really, really rough years. And there were two times that we were separated. And the second time was a legal separation. It was through me getting the counseling that I needed. I was in a very, very depressed state. A lot of things going on in my life that were very painful. And so I began um, going to a counselor that did dialectical behavior therapy, DBT. And through that, I learned how to deeply love myself and it's been an ongoing process, but it actually, it saved my marriage because I wasn't looking to other people or in this case, my husband to make me feel like I was an important person. I wasn't trying to get something from outside. I had to be perfectly in love with everything, good, bad, whatever about myself. And when I started to do that, It's like all the pieces fell together. Got a big date on Valentine's? Here's a lover's oil you could use. It has five drops of rosewood oil, five drops of rosemary oil, 
three drops of tangerine oil and three drops of lemon oil. So once you've created your lover's oil, you can use it to enhance any of your relationships. You can consecrate a candle with lover's oil and light it half an hour before your big date and just wait for your date to arrive. And that comes from The Good Spell Book. What kind of advice would you give to um, someone brand new to using any type of magic in their life? I would ask them what their intention is Mm. because to me magic is all about intention yes we get to magnify it we get to manifest it we get to you know do so many things with our intentions and if we are doing magic and not being in touch with our intention that's when I would say we're coming to a place of caution connecting with the self being super in touch with the self and understanding what it is that you are out to do just has magic be able to show up for you that much more y'all that's powerful advice and i hope that you listen to that and you take it to heart that's amazing Tell me about your relationship. You mentioned tarot, so tell me about your relationship with tarot. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I, to give it some context, I have a bachelor's degree in architecture. I love to draw and build mm. things, and that's just one of the ways that I've recently loved to play with the divine. And the first tarot deck that I've ever owned was one that I designed. Ooh. Yeah. When I encountered tarot and the magic of it I had a bit of anxiety I was like oh my gosh how am I gonna memorize 78 times (laughs) two different (laughs) meanings to all the cards and right (laughs) I even threw myself in a psychic fair I was like I'm just gonna go in and you know use my book and you know like make these cheat sheets and stuff like that what I found is that by designing them, I got to create a relationship with each of the cards. Mm, so the I cards, can see that, yeah. Yeah. They actually started talking to me. And that's just like everything else in the world, too. You know, like I said, I similarly to you, I lived on a healing farm, a healing herb farm. So when I would go out for a walk, the plants would tell me their names after mm-hmm. I've created, you know, such a deep bond with them. They would tell me what they were used for. And so the cards, just the same, even though there's, you know, different traditions that we can work with, you know, Ryder, Wade, and all the others, um, the cards, when I pull them, they tell me what they mean in the context of that reading. And designing them had a lot to do with that. It had a lot to do with me claiming that as a tool you know that I wanted to use in the in that moment and now I just love playing with the iconography the understandings the design the comp the composition and the colors and really letting them tell the story and I'm just the channel you know that gets to watch these things come to life on my sketchbook or my computer screen 
I think that that must be the ultimate way of getting your energy on your deck is to actually create it like that. I was, like I said, interested in the um, badass baby unicorn deck. So how did that come about? <laughs> sure. I was doing a lot of exploration in the area of tarot design. And uh, I've been focusing on that a lot just to share my experiences because there's a lot of failures, quote unquote, that I've had. And uh, I've created a lot of decks and the Badass Baby Unicorn deck was actually the seventh that I had created. It's only the, the first that I actually published, but it's mm -hmm. the seventh that I created because I went through the beautiful exploration of understanding things like copyright law. Mm. <laughs> understanding things like you know what's acceptable to publish and what's not so mm -hmm. the, the badass baby unicorn deck came from a love for things uh, kawaii for the love of comics and humor and just as i was getting into the second suite of the design something spirit tapped me on my shoulder and said hey this can be more than just your typical unicorn deck. Why don't you add your <laughs> special flavor into it? And I was like, fuck yeah. And that's how it started. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I was looking through the different pictures that were there and I was just thinking this, you know, normally I wouldn't be pulled towards a unicorn. I'm kind of more dark and ravens and that sort of thing. But I don't know, just something about it. I said, hell yeah, I would use that. I, I like oracle cards. I use way more oracle cards than I do tarot, but I do see just the beauty and the, the history and the relationship that you can have with any type of divination. So um, I think I may be having to order that at some point. <laughs> Thanks for checking it out. I watched the YouTube video with your rap ode to tarot and magic. Tell me about that. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. That's that's really where I am in my spiritual journey, in my life's journey. I'm like, there's so many ways that we can just have fun. You know, like magic can be fun. It can be a whole lot of things, a whole lot of different flavors. And fun is just the flavor that I'm choosing right now. So mm -hmm. when, I, when I was growing up, I grew up speaking in a very articulate way. You know, I've even been a speaker on the stage at Harvard Medical. I've spoken there about consciousness. I've mm -hmm. been on many stages. I've given, um, you know, lots of workshops. And so my speech comes, tends to come across as very proper. But inside of me, there is this, there is this one that lives inside of me that is ratchet, that is ghetto, <laughs> that curses a lot and loves memes. And I choose to let her out every once in a while in these various expressions. So she is the mouth of the badass baby unicorns. <laughs> and she decided that she wanted to do a, a rap remix uh, with, the, <laughs> with the inspiration from Cardi B's recent Bodak Yellow tune. <laughs> and she's like, I want to create Bodak Tarot. So we literally sat down 
and uh, those lyrics were 100% channeled mm. and were all about tarot and the lines in the song. I had to listen to it a few times after you know I wrote and recorded it and I was like, wow, this makes so much sense to me. And thank goodness I had this playtime with myself. I loved it. I thought it was lots of fun, but it was really, really deep as well. It's, it was something that I would, I would definitely want other people to listen to. And I really, really love your statement of playing with the divine and that magic can be fun. I do, you know, formal rituals sometimes, but I like to just play as well. And I think people just have this idea, just, just like with meditation, this judgment that, okay, this is what ritual is, this is what magic is, and you have to say these certain words. And no, you can go and, and do a, a fun rap song about magic. You can go and dance under the moonlight and not have anything going on at all. You know, I, I love the idea of playing with the divine. Yeah. Play, to me, is freedom. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have rules, you can make rules. And you don't have to. Right. And it just creates this portal to exploration of reality. Yes. So you've talked about a lot of wonderful things that you have manifested into your life and your outlook, your beautiful magical outlook, but I want to know if you've had any standout experiences with magic that did not go as planned. (laughs) Yeah. There's tons of those. <laughs> what do you regret? <laughs> Got it. Well, first I'm going to quote Cardi B. She says, knock me down nine and I get up ten. Mm. And that's literally how my spiritual... Nah, why am I saying spiritual life? Like that's separate from my regular life. My life <laughs> is ten, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the way that I... My perception had unfolded was that all of the things that I had done in the past, you know, all of those awesome experiences that I had mentioned, studying in other countries, being a competitive bodybuilder, being a publicist, going to architecture school, I thought they were all failures because I wasn't actively engaged in those things currently. So the way that I had looked at my life was that it was a series of failures, that I was a failure, that I didn't have focus, that I didn't know what I was doing. And then I tend to do my own readings in the mornings and also, you know, journal a bit about them for some reflection. And I realized that I was meant to dabble. I was meant to explore. I was meant to have this life where I feel like I've lived several lifetimes in one. And to me, that's fulfillment. It's not failure. I call that a seeker. And I see lots of seekers that come to me. And I tell people sometimes you can be a seeker your entire life. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I ask this question of all the guests, so I'm going to ask you, what is the most important thing that you've learned on your own personal spiritual path so far? Hands down, that connection to self, relationship to self, self self-love, all of those things about the self. Yeah. They're the key to all the rest. I agree. 
<laughs> that has been the truth for me as well. I love yeah. it. It's even brought up awareness about things like, I had no idea that there was such a thing as addiction to the external realm. Mm. Like not wanting, not wanting to go to sleep because we don't, we're afraid we're going to miss out on experiences. That's an addiction to the external realm. All of these things can be experienced internally without even taking a walk in the external realm. So to understand that that's where it all begins, you know, that's where our true experience lies, you know, that starts to open up this doorway, this portal to what's really possible as opposed to what's being played on this movie screen that we call our life that has us become the creator instead of playing around in the created what they call that FOMO fear of missing out I know people like that oh yeah and only recently have I found out that there's JOMO the joy of missing out Mm, (laughs) I love it (laughs) everything's on a spectrum so yeah I love that that's on the other side awesome is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners? Absolutely. One of them is just like, I thought for the longest time that I had to have it all figured out. Mm. <laughs> I don't and, think you're alone in that. <laughs> right? That, you know, just being in life and looking around and exploring and discovering and relating that there was something wrong with that, that there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And then the moment that I experienced myself as okay, like I'm actually okay. There's (laughs) not anything about me that I need to fix. There's no holes that I need to fill. There's nothing that I need to do or prove in this world that's when magic fully showed up for me because I wasn't using magic to justify my human nature. I wasn't using magic to prove that I, I had to be something special. It was actually who I already was. And that was one of the biggest realizations that had me be able to fully commit to being here and to being with the beautiful experience that we have life. That's amazing. Yeah, that's just beautiful. It has been such a pleasure to have you here on Bell Book and Candle, Kai. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> and how can the listeners get in touch with you? How can they buy your tarot decks or listen to your podcast, Our Daily Magic? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. Everything's on our website and we are branded as Our Daily Magic everywhere. So Instagram, OurDailyMagic.com, Our Daily Magic on Etsy, Our Daily Magic, everywhere that you can find it. Awesome. And I'll put the links as well in the um, comment section. So it'll be there for anybody to get in touch with you. Y'all, thank you for joining me. Kai, thank you so much for being here and y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.